0: Hi, everybody. It's Michelle Jackson here with a very amazing uh, opportunity to award a prize to our top winner of the Black Creators Collaborative Writing Competition. We have Ava Fields, who is our number one, our top writer. She is here, and we wanted to make sure that we not only pay homage to her work, but give you an opportunity to meet her as well as meet the sponsor of the Black Creative the Black creative collaborative that is Angela Ford. So let's bring them both on the screen. Hi, Angela. Hello, how are you? Hi. Hi, everybody. We are so excited to be here because we always stop and acknowledge our writers and our winners of these competitions because it's one thing to get something in the mail that says, hey, you won. And you can run around the house with it uh, with the prize and tell everybody in the neighborhood but it's something different when you get an opportunity to meet the winners and put a face with these great submissions as well as make sure that our black writers know that we want them to continue to write so we're going to be here for just a little while to honor Ava we are all here for you uh, but first we wanted to talk a little bit about what this black creators collaborative competition was about and so Angela was the spearhead, she's the lead, the mastermind of this idea of creating this writing competition and being able to honor a Black writer. So you had to be of African descent, and you had to submit a number um, of submissions on the ROTE program, the Ossidian ROTE program, which Angela's going to talk to us a little bit about. And then you had to submit for the competition. And so we were looking for dynamic writers, people who were willing to compete and win the first, second and third prizes. Um, And Ava rose to the top. So let's first start with letting Angela introduce herself and then we're gonna learn about our top winner. Angela?
1: Thank you so much. And I wanna say congratulations to Ava, but I'll also say we at the Obsidian Collection are really excited to put forth a contest like this to just engage and continue to encourage Black writers around the country. So one of our divisions is Wrote, and Wrote is a platform that we launched to really get a lot of the Black writers in one space and just answer the question, well, where are the Black writers? I can't find them. So we wanted to eliminate uh, that conversation and partnering with a uh, prestigious large organized group like black writers workspace was the perfect place to start so i couldn't be more excited because i was one of the judges and the work is phenomenal so
0: congratulations again ava
2: thank you appreciate (laughs) that.
0: yes absolutely angela's been dynamic to work with um creating this opportunity and we need as many opportunities as possible to honor our writers Uh, Ava submitted for this competition, she is someone who's in the horror genre, and I love that so much for a number of reasons. First, there's still this idea that Black people don't write horror, Um, and I'm not sure what that's about, because we are dynamic, magical people, we can write anything. And so she submitted her, her (laughs) submission was called All While You Sleep, Jordan Peele, um black bodies and gift wrapping the black american nightmare. So let's meet and congratulate Ava Fields our first place winner of the Black Creator Collaborative Competition.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Probably one of my favorite things I've written in a while. Came to me like in one night kind of how I would tie the idea together. So It was. I was surprised, honestly. I was like, uh, I could have given that a little more time, but I was happy enough with it. But yeah, I always like to write about my dad. So I've written tons of things about him and just like growing up with him, without him. And it seems to be the area where I can drop the most from other people. Like it seems like other people respond to my writing about him stronger than probably other stuff that I write, which makes sense. So tell
0: us about the work. What inspired, I know your father inspired it, but tell us more in depth to what you were hoping the reader would walk away with when they read your submission.
2: Uh, Well, when I first read it and it asked like about kind of like moralizing someone or like gushing over someone who's really impactful. And one thing that's a huge part of all the work that I do, whether it's poetry or whether I'm doing my horror stuff or writing another essay, I always try to central around the people in our society that we believe are throwaways, like, and how they're actually the heroes we should be honoring. So that was a lot of what I was thinking when I wrote that. It's like, what happened to my dad is a sacrifice so that I would know what that is, how that impacts your family, how much it hurts, like what it can do. And it just, I think that our society could do a little bit better with acknowledging those um. Existences because that person's taking it so you don't have to because if that person's gone then how do we even then it's going to have to be somebody and I think I think that people are just missing that that's a sacrifice too I'm not it's not equal to other kinds perhaps but it takes a lot to be someone who's openly struggling with anything mental illness addiction like that takes a lot of courage and I just think yeah we could do a little bit better with supporting people instead of just being dismissive so that was something I wanted people to walk away with like that your dad can be an addict but you can still love him you can hold him accountable for the things that happen and still love him and still be affected you know it's like my dad died when I was like six seven years old but any old thing could still make me like kind of tear up or like cry or something because my dad so I just wanted people to kind of embrace that a little bit more I know we're going through a really rough time in this country not that we haven't always been but I mean Like right now, it's very isolating. It's very hard to feel like you belong to any kind of community. It feels like difficult to connect, or at least it has over the last couple of years. And so a lot of my work is also about that. I think that people stick to topics that are safe. And I try to stay away from that. I try to pick things and I'm like, someone might see this and be like, why would you write that? But for me, that's my goal with with my writing. I want you to like Talk about it. I want you to ask me, like, why I'm writing like that, or why do I think that's what that horror movie like is symbolizing. So I'm always just trying to encourage people to like step out of their preconceived notions about everything. Horror is obviously at the top of that, especially as a woman as well. Like, it's very important for me to share with other women that this is actually your genre. Like, you've been lied to. This is actually your genre because we are the characters that take movies to the end we're the usually the characters that are like this doesn't make sense and everyone's like oh gaslighting like horror films are like peak like material for gaslighting mm-hmm. it's like this your baby's like floating oh no honey like you're just you know it's like okay so i wanted to tap into that too of just taking stock of the fact that just because something seems traumatic or perhaps it is traumatic i don't want to say seems but if it is traumatic that it could also be positive because you have to face something to go through it you know it's like that phrase that we're always throwing around like oh you need to get over it it's like no you need to go through it very different like no you can't hurdle it because then you're gonna have to hurdle again you have to actually like go through something and not try to like curate your responses or your behavior and just allow yourself to go with your feelings and I think that's something I want people to take from that you know so, Angela, what
0: did you like about the work? Angela and her team, they were the judges for the competition. Talk to us about what you liked about Ava's work.
1: You know, it's its funny. I, I was explaining to Ava that I, what I don't like is horror, right? So when I saw the title, I thought, okay, because um, <laughs> she, had, she had already um, – cleared a level of judges. So th- these were, she, she had already, um, a lot of people had put this one forth as one of the finalists. And I thought, huh? Ah. And then, uh, cause I, it takes me, uh, even the Jordan Peele movies, I have to see them seven months after they come out at high noon with all the lights on <laughs> and the door open, just to make sure, you know, we're okay. <laughs> and I, I don't, and I don't mind knowing the ending cause it's just too much, but the, um, so I, I just thought it was, a extremely uh, compelling, as she compared the um, the experience of a horror movies and and juxtaposed it with the loss of her father. Now I I have lost my father, and I thought, oh, now that is interesting. And I don't know if that's why I just avoid horror, horror altogether, but I thought the writing was so. Um, it, it, it connected, I felt just as a, as, as a black person, as a, a, a black woman, as somebody who's experienced that immediate family loss and the trauma of uh, that, that can be the trauma of black life because I don't live in a I don't live a trauma life, but I just really thought it was it really explored a lot of things that are absolutely there that you know this if if you're certainly african american you cannot dispute the metaphors and the allegories and that. and it was just really i thought oh that's interesting and i and i had never put those things together so i thought it's originality the pre, the presentation the storytelling it it just was top notch just phenomenal
0: thank
2: well, you well oh,
0: it. That is so, just awesome to hear you say it that way. I love that you're trying to tackle something from a different angle, which is what we wanted to do with this competition was to not only reward our dynamic black writers, but also to show how creative and insightful you are and how passionate you are. You write here, you in your piece you said, horror inspires me to take control in a world that was designed to deter me from my passion you're talking about horror the way people would talk about a self-help book and you are getting the message across, which is that writing is therapeutic. It doesn't matter if you're writing horror. It doesn't matter if it's sci-fi. All this work that we're putting out there is work to heal, heal ourselves and to heal others. And I think uh, that what you do in just talking about the work itself and what your angles are with some of the projects that you're working on, I wanna ask you about mm-hmm. that shortly. Uh, really hit home for me as well, who I'm just someone who really believes that uh, writers, we're gonna heal the world. I really do. I'm just that kind of, you know, we yeah. are gonna heal the world because yeah. yeah. these works are so powerful.
2: But talk to us a little bit about the horror advocate. Uh, okay, so the horror advocate is something that I pro- started like. Thinking about in 2018 and kind of like putting some stuff together, I wrote a few articles that year just to see like, if I want to talk about this, what is that going to look like? How am I going to frame it? And I just decided at this year that I was like ready to finally like push it to another level. So I designed and developed The Horror Advocate kind of as like a parent um, organization. And then the two projects that exist within that are Rec Zombie and APT Horror. APT Horror is happening right now. Rec Zombie is not gonna start until March 2023. But I'm still like developing. Like I finished my project outline. My timeline is done for that. It's pretty much about executing until I get to that date. But um, I did a trial run of APT Horror this year, and it's essentially um, it's a study that I've designed myself that combines like demographic data with film data. So half of the um, survey is like asking you like, do you live in a house or do you live in an apartment? Like, are there any stairs? Like things that people probably find very, like why does she wanna know this It's really (laughs) random. And then it also asks you like, what's your favorite genre out of these? So compiling all that information and putting it into a data report And putting it back out to the community, like, well, this is what you're telling me you feel. This is what the day is telling me you feel. Seems like people feel like, you know, the one thing that was very interesting that came out of my survey actually was I asked a question about dogs because, like, this is something that I'm very passionate about, this idea that animals are more important than humans or that you will put your energy into that before you put your energy into a human life like for me that's very tough that's just a little disturbing is a little tough so i wanted to make sure i got some information about that and most people said yes they're more upset if a dog dies in a movie than like a person i just wanted to make sure i wasn't imagining that so i was like i want to know what people think just flat out so I then took that information and kind of built out what I think that means, which for me, you know, dogs can't hold you accountable for much. Dogs need you incessantly. You're always going to be in a power position with an animal. And I think it's very interesting with those people because I'm like, so basically you don't want to be held accountable because a person is going to tell you like, that's not the help that I need. And then you can like, dismiss them or whatever. But like, it's it's just easier with animals because there's no accountability really in place. And so just things like that and being able to say like, this is what the country thinks about this. And that's something we need to talk about because I understand, but no, <laughs> like a human life. Like I there's homeless people everywhere. I, I just don't understand, I guess. And so it's those like quandaries I have in my mind that I'm trying to pick apart with the survey And that's just like one of the things that came out of it. Um, There was also a lot of themes that came out of it that made it pretty clear to me that people probably need to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I know people are like, I'm not going to do that, but it it occurred to me that that's like a staple film because that film is all about like, you know, it's basically about a place that was deindustrialized. Like, it's this very poor small Texas town, and you know the people there were like working in these places that got shut down and so it's like economic oppression and it's like desperation like one of the characters has like disabilities so it's just all these things and when you watch it you can kind of see like how they're trying to basically show you the aftermath of what happens when we don't you know build our community support our community support the people who actually do the work like those things are like all over the place in that movie. So that was one of the ones I pulled out as like a top three that I thought people should check out. That's what I tried to do is I took all the data and then I was like, all right, now what like three movies make the most sense with these themes? And then I picked the three and then I wrote a summary. So
0: this data, I mean, and that's so interesting that you're looking at it from that perspective because we watch these horror movies and we're thinking we're just watching them for the appeal of
2: being afraid. But yeah. there
0: is, when you think about it, there are several things that we find in a lot of horror movies. You rarely see a horror movie that's in a very wealthy community. When you think
2: about, yeah, it, yeah.
0: When you think no. about it, yeah, I mean, it, it it speaks to the depraved, the the marginalized in many ways. Yes. Um, and, and I never asked like, for
2: yeah,
1: and, like you, and you was disposable, actually. Right, you
2: disposable. You, we, if you, we you not if care
1: you feel it. a wealthy person, that you yeah. know everything stops and we're gonna have to really deal with that. Yeah, and that's, exactly. that's gonna have to be the plot of this story, you know. Yeah, why we did that. So that I I'd, I'd like to ask a quick question because I love your your confidence and your analysis and your deep thought and, and how you're approaching. Your writing, and I'm—I'm I'm not a writer. I, I mean, I say that all the time. We've had that conversation. Everybody's a writer, you know that. But I do believe that as a, <laughs> as a um, creative writer, mm-hmm. I am curious as to how you felt comfortable declaring yourself a writer because in this space, as kind of an administrator, we meet a, I meet a lot of people. Who will say, "Well, I'm not a writer yet," and then they Mm want to pursue um, some level of grand, exalted, you know, a doctorate Mm -hmm. or something, and and make and so that somebody else declares them a writer, which I find fascinating. Not as Mm -hmm. not as detailed as you do horror, but I always think now, who can declare you a writer? And and Toni Morrison told a story once where she just introduced herself as a writer one day. Because she realized she was just waiting for somebody else to declare her a writer and and decided Mm -hmm. she wasn't going to have that anymore. So that's my long Mm
2: -hmm. opening
1: to how did you gain the confidence or was it always in you to realize, yeah, I'm a writer and I'm a good one.
2: I mean, I've, I've always loved to write. I definitely, you know, that's something that my parents would say like that my family would say in general is I've always loved to do it. I was always better at that. like in school than every other thing, I could do that with no problem. So Mm -hmm. i definitely have spent a lot of years just doing it. So it does feel like it's part of me. But Mm -hmm. over the last couple of years, like my partner has definitely had to check me and he's like, you did write something though. Like, you are a writer. like Okay, so there's some, doubt this is just yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, even though I know it, I, I am trapped in that same... and I'm trying to push past it. That was the whole idea with this because, you know, I was sitting here and developing all these things and I'm like, is anyone going to, like, actually get it? And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to, like, do it and we'll see what happens. Because if I keep waiting for someone to say it, I'll probably never do it. So that was kind of the similar attitude I had that made me like publish the first book. And then after that, it was a little more comfortable. And then this, that was easier to keep going kind of. So, so it's it definitely you, like you have to just dive in. You have to just do it.
1: Yeah. yeah, you I, have really to. To, um, I hope that, that just seeing that people seeing you as a real life person and, mm-hmm. and a person that's normal and filled with confidence and doubt as mm-hmm. if, as all of us are, right. will we'll we'll sure continue to, write and tell our stories, you know, we can, you know, I love your fresh angle to, I, you know, I'm, I'm old enough when they put that Texas chainsaw massacre (laughs) out there. And, and I didn't think about, we, you know, just slowly over the decades just Mm -hmm. naturally became desensitized.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Human death in a movie. Absolutely. That was pretty traumatic back then Mm because it and everybody's stumbling and
2: falling and all that. You know, we were just horrified. Like, get up now. Yeah, and funny. the yeah. thing about that movie that actually makes it the scare, one of the scariest movies is that it's shot in daylight.
1: It's yeah, not I mean, shot it was, in the dark. Yeah, so it you're it was, like, you know, but now I can just hear yeah. two chords on a piano and I'm like, oh, she probably gonna die. You know, I just, I barely, <laughs> I already know what's up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty desensitized, but I, I love, I I'm I'm optimistic because you know, younger people are coming on the scene with fresh takes on new and old material. And then uh, there's so many mediums out there that I'm glad yeah. that we were able to step out there with the Black Writers Workspace and meet you. That's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really thrilled about that.
2: Thank you.
0: Absolutely. And Ava, you are the first place winner of our first Black Creator Collaborative Writing Competition. You competed with writers from all across the country. Your work with number one, you will receive five hundred dollars a trophy
2: from us. And um, I'm honestly more happy about the trophy. Well, (laughs) we don't have any writing trophies. It's more of a medal, but you're going (laughs) to medal. And
0: um, we're so excited (laughs) to have you here and to have you share your work with the world. I'm glad you got up out the bed and wrote this piece in one night. Uh, that's how great it is when you're a writer. You can't stop. And you asked the question about Mm -hmm. when did you know you were a writer? I still struggle with telling people that I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's something that we as writers uh, definitely have to continue to work at is building that confidence. And I hope that this is the best confidence builder for you. You are a writer, young lady. And thank you so much for being a part of this event. Tell us quickly about your next steps and how people can connect with you or, or, purchase your books?
2: Sure. Um, My books are on Amazon or you can let me know and I can just send you one. I have copies in my house. so You could also (laughs) just like message me or email me. Um, So for that, I am working on a poetry book. Hopefully I'll be done by the end of next year. So that's something that's coming up. And the other huge thing that's happening is I am having my first event for Aptor because the idea is like it goes in stages of like research And then I partner with somebody on the issues that I'm seeing, like how we can address them. And then I have the event. So right now I'm working on still getting some help there. Like I need a tech person, like small things like that. And that will be happening on October 22nd. And it is a, it's a Zoom. So anybody can go, it's free, but there's a raffle. So that's like the next big thing I'm trying to do. Just make sure that I'm able to execute this because I have a really great idea. So you know, trial run with this and whatever doesn't work now, I'll work on next year. I'm also in the face of horror competition. And hopefully I'll be in the top 10 because voting probably ends for this round in like a few hours. So um, well, you here. that's fantastic. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And I've been in first most of the time. I slipped to second yesterday and my friends absolutely handled that. They were like, no, we're going <laughs> to fix that because they know like, This that's my life like all the tattoos I have except for one of them are related to that the only tattoo I have that's not is the coordinates to where my dad is buried so it's literally like everything I do it's not just entertainment it's also not just work to me it's just it kind of like guides a lot of my life so yeah hoping on that I could win $13,000 I could stay in the Buffalo Bill house from Silence of the Lambs for two nights, I think, and I would get to be in. I'm, I'm
1: clutching my pearls. Oh. I
2: don't
1: know.
2: I, don't know. I, I that that part honestly, like the idea of going to that house and like that—that's what I really want more. Than I'm sorry, that's what I want to do the most. Well,
0: so we love, yeah,
2: we love the passion.
0: Working we on that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You go. You do that.
2: If you just look at the profiles, it's like, I don't see how, (laughs) like a million pictures and like all these things, it's just, it would just be hilarious, but I still already know I am the queen of that. So I would live even if I didn't win.
0: (laughs) Well, we are so grateful to have you here. Congratulations again. Keep writing, keep writing, keep being great. Um, Continue to stay with us with the Black Writers Workspace. We also encourage everyone to create a rote profile. So we will put that information in the post so that everyone will know how to go out and to add their information to Rote. I call it the Black uh, Writer's LinkedIn. Don't tell Angela I said that. <laughs> but I love that <laughs> because we need that space. Yeah. And so everyone, please create your Rote profile and also stay with us with the Black Writer's Workspace. So Ava, congratulations. And Angela, thank you. like to give her the farewell I'd, I'd like to say
1: congratulations again it's a brilliant piece of work we're going to put it on all of our platforms
2: okay thank you so much i appreciate it and i will definitely make sure i set up the medium account so that you're able to link yes, me there our medium account yes. yeah and i think i sent you my website but if i didn't i can do that too because we'll get you'll we'll get all the
1: right information so that okay. we can share it with everybody
2: yep yeah absolutely okay
0: so everyone, continue to follow us on the Black Writers Workspace. Follow the Osidian Wrote, um, all of their social media platforms. Find us on medium.com so that you can learn more about Ava's work. Follow Ava. If she needs you to vote for her, then you need to go vote. Buy her a book. Support, support, support. That's what we do on this yeah. workspace. So thank you, ladies. I'm going to take you off the screen. But please stay Thanks. around so that we can have our <laughs> official farewell. Thank okay. You. Thanks. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for all of you, everyone who participated in the competition. If you submitted your information, it was read, it was reviewed. Um, And so many of you, we do have a second and third place winner, and we want to congratulate them as well. And hopefully we'll be doing an interview with them in the coming weeks. Uh, Please stay with us at the Black Writers Workspace. We are preparing for our first live book fair here in New Orleans, Louisiana. In January. And so we do encourage you to be a part of that event. You can find the information on all of our social media pages, uh, but you can also go to my website at www.authormichelledjackson.com to learn more about that event. So farewell. Have a great, great day. And thank you for joining us for our announcement of the winner of the Black Creators Collaborative Writing Competition. Take care.